Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Today, I am joined by Brenna McGowan, and we are talking all about launching. Brenna, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, so excited to dive into this topic. So can you tell our listeners more about yourself, who you are, and what you do? Yes. Um, my name is Brenna McGowan and I am a copywriting and launch strategist. I uh, also talked a lot about pre-launch, which I know we'll talk about in here. And I got started in this business almost by accident. I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, I was almost 40 and I had this moment, like I, a couple of things collided at once. I was almost 40 and I was doing like some, I guess you could say more like odd jobs. And I just got to this point where I was like, okay. And my kids were older. I, you know, I started having children. I was 25. So I was just like, what am I going to do? Like after they graduate and, uh, about the same time I joke around, I started my business off with vanity. Cause I had a friend who was starting an esthetician business and I wanted fake eyelashes and she needed some help with marketing. And so I kind of took all these like things I'd done in the past. And I was like, well, Hey, I could do, why don't I do your email copywriting and your Instagram? And you know, you can give me eyelashes. We'll like, we'll like trade this out. And it started to get a great response, like this marketing that I was doing for her. And I had this like, Hey, maybe I should do this as a business. Uh, and I really, at the time, personally, I wasn't, I don't think I was on social media at all. Um, I w had like a fake Facebook account so I could post for businesses, but I just kind of threw myself into this knowing, okay, I can, you know, I can figure this out. I know the basics. And um, I just, I started a business and advertised myself on Facebook to uh, once I actually created an account um, and just said, Hey, you know, I'm going, this is what I'm doing. If anyone's interested and I got clients right away. So I would say I'm like an accidental business owner, uh, but that, and I think it was good because it being ignorant a little bit actually helped me um, get to where I'm at today. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I love your just figure it out mentality. Like, all right, Hey, let's barter. I'm going to do this, see if I like it. And that's amazing. Yeah, it worked out beautifully and, you know, created a business around it. And I think the nice part about it too, was like, of course I wanted to do a good job, right? But it wasn't this formal stressful thing. It was like, okay, we're testing this out. We're going to see if this works for you. I'm going to learn it and, you know, or enhance what I already do know. And it, it was a win-win situation. So a hundred percent. I think that having that attitude from the beginning has been super helpful, especially in this online world where we're, and I'm sure we'll get into this, where you're forced to think you should know all the things, know all the people, be, do all, you know, be, be visible, like do everything at once. And it's really not how you can grow a sustainable business and more than sustainable, a business that you actually love. <laughs> right, right. Because when you're trying to do it all, that is the fastest way to get burnt out very quickly. Exactly. Exactly. And I did coincidentally, I did do a little bit of 
of it all unknowingly at the beginning of my business because I was like, oh, I can write blog posts and I can help you load stuff onto your, you know, your pictures onto social media and I can do your social media marketing and I can do your emails, like, I, you know, and I can load it onto your email service provider, you know? So like in some respect, I, I always joke, like I made like $2 an hour at first while I like figured a little bit out, but it truly helped me create the business that I am in today. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love it. So let's dive in to launching and launching something, launching anything can be very intimidating for so many of us because we tend to get stuck in comparison mode and see all these multi-million dollar companies are having these huge launches. But when we're solopreneurs, our launch strategy needs to be a little bit different. And that's where our pre-launch strategy really comes into play. So can you help navigate us through that process? Yes. And so I think that first of all, before we even get into the strategy is really thinking through your offers and your audience, right? There's three parts to any great offer combination with a strategy for launching, which is you have to have a really great offer, right? You have to have the audience who's going to buy it. Then you have to have the messaging behind it. And we're going to talk a lot about messaging because that's where I'm the true expert in. But keeping in mind, you know, like sometimes we'll be like, oh, um, I was, I've been teaching a workshop on this where we'll be like, oh, I'm going to create a workshop. And I want, you know, in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, it would be great if I could make $5,000 off of it. But you're not thinking about the fact that you only have an email list of a hundred people, right? That, that might not equate to those numbers. So it's really thinking through before we get, even get into the strategy of like the pre-launch and all of that is like, okay, does my offer match up to my energy, the pricing I want to, you know, the, what I want to make during my launch? Does it match up to the audience that I currently have? Because I think what happens is, is sometimes we have not just unrealistic expectations around launches, but part of it is that we don't have realistic expectations of that offer and compared to our audience. For example, you know, it's going to be a lot easier to sell one $5,000 offer, you know, two times to people versus, you know, a $50 offer where you have to have, I won't, was it a hundred? Like, I don't, I don't do math well, but thinking about that part of it will help you get into like the realistic expectations. But once you're there and you truly understand your offer in context with your audience so that you are setting pre proper expectations of not only just you, of what your sales can be is then what is to think about your launch strategy. So let's, I think a good place to start off if people have never heard the word pre-launch before or wondering what it is, pre-launch is what I consider the six weeks before you actually launch. And it can be any time period, um, but it's the time that comes before your launch that you're where I talk about how you're not trying to sell your offer per se, but you're getting your audience warmed up. You're moving them up the awareness journey. You are giving them space to make a decision. And more than that, you are actually selling what I say your process and not your program. Right. For someone to believe in what you're doing, um, they have to believe in your method or the framework or whatever it is that is behind it. Right. They have to believe that you, you in your outcome so that then therefore they want your solution. So I'll give you a quick example of that. So for me, I have a program called the pre-launch plan program. In that 
in this program, I help you create your messaging, your basic foundational messaging from your offer all the way to actually getting your, your, you know, getting ready for lunch. And that becomes your pre-launch plan. But if you don't believe that a pre-launch is your way to have easier and bigger launches, then you're never going to buy my program, right? So, so it's working in during that pre-launch period, content messaging around the, these areas so that by the time you get to launch, launching becomes 100% easier. Oh my gosh, that is so good. And messaging is something that I think people often overlook. They're like, well, I have this great offer. So people are just going to buy it. And that's not the case. Oh, no. And, you know, I, I always laugh at the, like, there's a saying out there is like a good offer sells itself. And I'm like, no, a good offer that's put in front of the right audience that's messaged correctly sells itself. Right. So, uh, and that's why inside my program, we start off with foundational messaging of offer. And I don't care if I'm working with someone who has a new offer or someone who has, has an established business. We always find areas of improvement around their messaging, thinking through, especially because I think of, I talked about like, in some respect, our businesses, like we're always changing, evolving, growing. So is our audience, right? There's always things that we're kind of picking up and changing and tweaking. So really having a method and a framework, how to do this and how to present this information and the messaging in front of your audience makes a huge difference on your launch. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And something else you touched upon too, and I'd like you to dive a little bit deeper into is just warming up your audience. Because if you're trying to sell something to someone that doesn't have a clue what you're even talking about, you're not going to convert. Right. And it's not even like a clue sometimes. If you think about us uh, talking as a community of moms, we're distracted. Like we're like, typing and resetting an email while our kids are like, you know, asking us if we've ordered their dance tickets. Like we're constantly, we're constantly, but then some, like we have an idea. Oh shoot. I forgot to pay this bill. Oh wait. You know, I, there's always like these little things that are, that are coming at us. And I talk about how the average, there's a study out there that says the average person makes 35,000 decisions every single day. Like that's an enormous amount. And so what happens sometimes with our lunches, and this goes back to like the unrealistic expectations of both us and our audience is that, you know, in the traditional launch and online marketing, especially we've been taught like, oh, okay, you do a webinar and then you put an offer in front of someone and you ha they have seven days. Well, like when they're being bombarded by so many different things, they, they even haven't even had time to like warm up to the idea of uh, possibly buying from you. You know, I remember even myself there was something I was interested in and like the launch was over before I even like wrapped my mind around like what it was even though I was interested in it and that's just what happens it becomes what I love to do with marketing is create instead of having these abrupt periods of sales it's like how can we like get into a bit of a sales mode get our audience into a sales mode so that we prep them and give them time and I am also huge I talk a ton about autonomy and giving people space in their decision you know in online marketing there's been, you know, a lot of tactics uh, that we've done even unknowingly. And, you know, that I even was myself, right, as a, a conversion copywriter, it's like, okay, how can we put 
great information, persuasive information in front of an audience, you know, and when I say persuasive, I don't mean manipulative. It's like, how can we create sales arguments that help people either decide that the program service, whatever it is we're trying to sell is right for them or give them a lot, you know, the, the decision-making process to opt out and say, no, this is not for me, whether it's right now or forever. Yeah. I love that because not every offer is going to be the right fit for every person. And I think it's unrealistic to expect that it would be. Right. And, and that I joked around, I wrote an article, uh, or I didn't write an article. I got interviewed for an article recently in authority magazine. And I was like, you know, where else besides like the online marketing world, do we, you know, put an offer in front of someone, uh, that costs thousands of dollars and expect them to make a decision in seven days. Like it doesn't even entirely make sense. Right. So going into having this sales period, if you will, before you actually start selling is going to help not only us as sellers feel more confident, helps us hone in even more on our messaging. It allows space. It allows for kids to get sick. It allows us to have a day where we're hormonal and don't want to talk to anyone, right? Like it, it, it doesn't make everything hinged on this like very small window of time. And it's why it's part of the reason. And I didn't even realize it when I really started to specialize in this area. Like I just knew that people, I could see it in the market that people needed time more time in the decision-making process. As I get more and more into it, there's nothing but benefits of having a pre-launch wrapped into your launch. Absolutely, absolutely. What advice can you give us to help clarify our messaging? Because so many times when we're, we're putting content out there, I think we are confusing our audience. So where, what tips and advice can you give us around that? Right. Well, I think it's the way my brain works around it. You know, my uh, friend and uh, pre-launch plan student um, or participant, Dr. Michelle Mazur, talks about how your messaging is an argument of why people should buy from you, right? So getting really clear on this argument, and that's a very, very high level. But if we want to distill it down a little bit, it gets into, for me, it's figuring out the core message if we're talking about messaging around our offer, it's figuring out what that core message is, why someone want, you know, who we are, who they are, why they would want to buy this. And then expanding on that, the, the way that you get very, very clear on your messaging is research. And that is through doing voice of customer interviews, um, surveys, active listening. You know, there's so many different ways to do it. And this is something I teach. And it's the first step in my program because if research and voice of customer is the foundation of your business, whether you realize it or not. And it's the way I was even talking to someone yesterday and he was like, okay, I have this offer. You know, I taught this, I'm going to like start recording videos. And I was like, whoa, wait, wait, we need to hold up a moment and we need to survey your audience and talk to your audience before you create anything in terms of this offer. We need to make sure that we are having the right offer for the audience. And therefore the messaging becomes so much easier when we do this. So that is really the foundational step. If you're like, where do I even start? You have to be talking to your audience actively to be able to get clarity. And it's what the cool part is once you do this, like you, it's where the strategy can derive from. It's where your copy can derive from. It's where your messaging derives from. And it's why to 
too, in, even inside my program, you know, we've had some really incredible results with people, you know, like tripling previous launch results. And this is why is because all of a sudden we're having a, we're having the right conversation with our audience. Right. Because you've taken the time to establish that strong foundation. That makes so much sense. Something else I want to dive into, you have trademarked the term anticipation marketing. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So it, it, as I like was developing what I call the pre-launch process, I started to think about the, the four things that really support a pre-launch. And one of those is anticipation and our, our natural human inclination for, there's actually studies around this that we as humans look at, you know, things out in the future in a positive light. That's how our brain is wired. And so for most of the time, so, you know, think about, I, I talked about this just yesterday in my email, like I just booked a flight back to New Jersey, which is my home state. And it was like a very, like these flights, I was like, I don't know what's happening, but flights are so expensive. Yeah. I can't believe I, 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 I should be going to Hawaii with what I paid for, for these tickets, but I didn't care. Right. Because I'm so excited to go back to my home state. I'm already thinking about eating pizza and salted bagels. I'm thinking about hugging my family members. I'm thinking about going to a warm ocean because the ocean in California is freezing where I live. Like there's all of these things I'm looking forward to. And because I'm looking forward to this, right. It's like, it, it creates. So I talk about with anticipation marketing is that when, when we, can create anticipation for our offer, all of a sudden, like this desired, the desired outcome turns into anticipation for what we're selling, which therefore helps us sell it. And this is huge. And it's this particular concept in general, in my opinion, is the most underused strategy out there. And it's such a basic one, if you will, if you think about like Apple, for example, you know, there's a reason why Apple has these big conferences and talks about the iPhone well ahead of time, because they're trying to get you excited for what's to come. Um, this, if you look at one of the examples I've been using a lot lately is the Taylor Swift era's tour. Like this was a pre-launch on steroids, right? She got people so pumped and so excited before things were even sold. But th by the time she actually started to sell, I think it isn't in, I, well, I don't know. I think it is um, one of the highest concert, like grossing concerts to date. Yeah. Uh, didn't Ticketmaster I, actually like go down because of her ticket sales were like through yeah. the roof? Like it's incredible. And people are waiting in, you know, waiting online for all day trying to get tickets. Right. So I think it kind of feeds into this little bit of anticipation that when you know what to say to get people super jazzed and excited for the transformation that you're going to provide, then all of a sudden it builds it. You're, you're riding on the natural anticipation that, you know, we love. And the other, another industry that uses this all the time is like movie industry. They start putting out trailers 120 days ahead of time because they know if they start talking about the movie, the day the movie comes out, that's it, it's just not how people work. It's getting people super excited, wanting to go see that movie so that they're keeping an eye on it. And it, there's, um, I've been doing a lot of research, so I'll keep it very high level, but there's actually research that shows that anticipation, there's benefits for before that gets you excited that once it comes time to actually that your offer or whatever you're selling, that they get them because of the anticipation, they actually will like it better. So it actually provides benefits, the anticipation of when someone has it. And even after 
um, I was reading the other day how it, it creates even a bigger, like the memory of the transaction becomes more favorable because of the anticipation. So there's so many benefits to having anticipation into your marketing. But in order to do these things I'm talking about, anticipation and, you know, all of this takes some upfront planning and strategy. And I think as uh, moms, and I'll speak for myself, right, like this is probably the hardest thing is to get ahead of that curve of like, okay, I got to get this planned out. I got to think about this so that I can put these things into motion. Yeah, exactly. So what have you found to be the most beneficial way for yourself to carve out that time to plan? Because I think so many times people get overwhelmed and they don't even start because they're like, oh, there's just too much to do. I don't even know where to start. What's your strategy? Well, luckily I created a strategy, which is very helpful, which is having a strategy that is repeatable that you can go back to, right? So whether you use my strategy or someone else's, it's really hard to strategize and plan when, you, when you're not quite sure what goes into that plan, right? So that, that I think is the biggest step here is like having some type of outline, knowing what you're going to do. It also makes planning a lot more enjoyable because when you sit down, it's like, oh, okay, I know I need to do this on week one or this on week two. Um, so really having the strategy. The other thing, that makes it easier as well. And this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. And a lot of what I show people inside my program is like, okay, now, because we've done all this research and stuff, and now we have an outline of what the strategy should look like, all of a sudden, it becomes a lot easier to know what we need to say. So but with that being said, it's a matter of just like saying, okay, I'm going to take an hour and I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm going to, you know, put it on like, do not disturb and your kids can get through if they need to call or something, but really just carving out time. I would say a minimum, like if you know that you're going to be launching, let's say January 1st, really getting 60 to 90 days ahead of that date and looking at, okay, this is the plan. These are the emails I'm going to send you know, this are how many social media posts, this is the lives I'm going to do, like whatever that is. And just having that, even if you don't do a full blown outline, just having an idea around it will make things so much easier. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And just the rinse and repeat, like you said, just having that plan. So once you do it the first time, okay, it's a lot of legwork, but it gets easier because now you have that sustainable plan in place. And you know, I, I feel like as moms that we're constantly saying, oh, when I have the time, well, here's the bad news. Like you're not going to find the time. You have to be intentional and actually make the time. Yeah. And, I, and that I can be a hard, agree. that can be hard pill to swallow. Like we're busy and we will fill our time with other things if we don't be intentional with it. And I am, I am like the poster child for this. Like it's definitely hard. And when, when something doesn't feel as natural, right. I think that's the, it, it always will feel hard, but you know, I, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, everything's hard before it's easy. Yeah. And so I, that's really what's gotten me through business is when I'm feeling stuck, it's just like, okay, I haven't got to the point yet where this is easy. Like, it, you know, and, and I'll, and I'll remind myself too, like what's something that was hard in the past that now I don't even think about right you know like when I used to be like it would take me a day and a half to write an email and now I could bust one out in 30 minutes right those are the kind of things that happen but I also think too as moms and I think that goes back to like once you can do this and you can re and 
and that's why I talk so much about creating that right offer at the beginning, because once you can, and you can do this rinse and repeat, you know, I have um, one of my clients, private clients, and I guess you could say participants inside my program, Emily Reagan, you know, she's a mom of four children. Um, her, you know, her husband was in the military, he's retired now. And we put together a pre-launch plan and where she was able to do a, all these things that we've been talking about and for a launch and she had a super successful launch. Um, and then she went and turned around and took the same plan the next time she launched and was able to just tweak stories, subject lines. She added some social media to it. She did these things, but she had this foundational thing set and she went on and had her first six figure launch. And it's, you know, it's partly because um, you know, I'll speak for Emily here a little bit. I don't think she'll mind, right? It's like when it's so much easier when you can start to rinse and repeat these strategies and not be starting from scratch on everything. And I think that's really, um, you know, whether whether it's moms or just business owners, the more that we can rinse and repeat and get these things working inside of our business, the easier it becomes. Oh, such an important, important reminder. Brenna, this was a fabulous conversation. Where can we learn more about you and your offers? Yes. So if you're interested, if you've been listening to me talking like, okay, I want to look into this pre-launch thing, but I don't even know where to start. I have a cheat sheet, uh, brennamcgowan.co uh, forward slash cheat sheet. And the cheat sheet gives you a breakdown of the three buyer beliefs that your person has to have before they buy from you. And I break down the type of content that you can start putting out into the world to help support those buyer beliefs during your pre-launch. I love it. So make sure you download that. And until next time, mamas, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 